0: Reflected ...the roller coaster of anti-Semitic feeling throughout the world over the last 15 years. It's had its ups, it's had its downs. We've had several speakers who have given it, delivered this lecture twice. One comes to mind is Alan Dershowitz. In his first lecture, which was at Town Hall, he told us that anti-Semitism was on the decline. When he delivered the second lecture here at the Y three years ago, he apologized to us for his first lecture. What can I say? Our speaker this evening is known to many of us. We read his column twice a week. Um, David Brooks has appeared in the New York Times since September 2003. He has been a senior editor at the Weekly Standard since its inception in September 1995, having worked at the Wall Street Journal the previous nine years, he is a contributing editor at Newsweek and The Atlantic Monthly. He is currently a commentator on The NewsHour with Jim Lehrer. He is the author of Bobos in Paradise: The New Upper Class and How They Got There, and On Paradise Drive: How We Live Now and Always Have in the Future Tense, both published by Simon and Schuster. We are not selling them. In, them Selling them here this evening, but I do hope uh, you will go out and get them. David is a graduate of the University of Chicago. He is also a frequent analyst on NPR's All Things Consider and The Diane Rehm Show. His articles have appeared in The New Yorker, The New York Times Magazine, Forbes, The Washington Post, The TLS, Commentary, The Public Interest, and many other magazines. And he is the editor of the anthology Backward and Upward The New Conservative Writing. When David and I first spoke about 11 months ago and This lecture, we thought it was a very cutting edge title Anti Semitism in Power, Hating America, Hating the Jews. Who knew where we would be 11 months later? Ladies and gentlemen, to quote our speaker, the conservative that the liberals tolerate from the New York Times, David Brooks.
1: Well, the Wiesenthal Center is all about tolerance, so I hope you tolerate me for 35 minutes. Uh, it's, first of all, a pleasure to be here, and I want to thank the Adler family for making this possible. Uh, I want, it's a pleasure to be back at the 92nd Street Y. I, uh, I was told that Frank Rich has, has stood at this podium more than anybody else. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I do notice there are little indentations that match his foot size uh, down here. Uh, It's a pleasure also to be doing this lecture after not only Alan Dershowitz, but Bill Sapphire and Tom Friedman, uh, two men who have two things in common with me, uh, Jewish New York Times columnists. (laughs) I'll tell you privately that both of them have better houses than I do. Tom, they both live about a mile from where I do, and Tom has a a nice house, and as we drive by, my 14-year-old son elbows me, points at his house, and says, same job, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) I tell him Tom's been doing it uh, many many more years than I. He's written many more really successful books. He's got an infinite percentage more Pulitzer Prizes than I do. Uh, But it's a a great pleasure to follow in his footsteps and in Sapphire's footsteps. Uh, I actually last saw Tom. We rarely see each other around the office, but I saw him in Israel a couple weeks ago. And one of my colleagues said that going to the Middle East with Tom Friedman is like going to the mall with Britney Spears. Uh, (coughs) Which, let me tell you, is true. Uh, It's a little odd for me, or it would have seemed odd, especially a couple decades ago for me to give a lecture on anti-Semitism and the role of Jews in society since I was at that point not the person most in connection with his Jewish heritage. Uh, I grew up, my great-grandfather was a kosher chicken busher in the Lower East Side about 150 years ago or a little less. Uh, But it was about 150 years straight years, straight trajectory of assimilation from that point. So I grew up in Stuyvesant Town and went to Grace Church School uh, on Tenth Street and Broadway, I was part of the all boys Jewish Davening choir uh, at Grace. Uh, we would uh, say the hymns, but when the word "Jesus" appeared, we would just not say that sing that word, and you could actually hear the volume decline <clears throat> uh, so in those days, I was more episcopal than Jewish actually. Uh, And I was more left-wing than than what I am today. My parents took me to a bee in in 1965, which was where hippies went to be. And as part of the uh, in Central Park, and as part of the uh, festivities, uh, they set a garbage can alight, and to demonstrate their material their liberation from money and material things, they threw their wallets into the burning garbage can. And as a five-year-old, I uh, saw a five-dollar bill floating out of the garbage can, and I ran up and grabbed it. Uh, which was my first gesture over to the right. Um, and, uh, uh, presaged a lot that would follow. Uh, but I kept on the uh, pretty secular path until I I married a, a Protestant girl from uh, Washington. We met in the University of Chicago. And then three years after that, uh, we were, uh, we, after we were married, she announced she wanted to convert to Judaism. Then a couple years after that, she announced that she wanted to become a rabbi. She was at that time, the mikvah lady at our synagogue. Uh, We now keep a kosher home. We send our kids to Jewish day school. Um, I I say that this is how we know God exists because only he would go so far out of his way to screw me this bad. (laughs) So history plays tricks on one and and reintroduces one to one's Jewish roots, uh, and I certainly lead a much more Jewish life than I ever thought I would. I was, though, even after becoming much more uh, involved in Jewish affairs, uh, not someone who was alarmed about anti-Semitism. I remember covering Joe Lieberman's campaign in 2000 and thinking that even at that time, there was really not that much anti-Semitism around. I don't think Lieberman uh, achieved, or attracted too much anti-Semitic comment, too much Jewish comment. Uh, And I remember at the end of the 2000 campaign, though Gordon Lieberman lost, I remember thinking it was a sign that anti-Semitism was on the wane, and maybe that's when Alan Dershowitz gave that speech. But a lot has changed in five years, and I would agree that the tide has turned. I would agree with Dershowitz. Uh, I sometimes, and part of it is 9-11, But that's not the only thing. Uh, I sometimes joke that we've gone out to democratize the Middle East, but we've ended up Middle Easternizing our democracy, uh, which has involved a lot more anti-Semitism, a lot more passion. I was uh, working at the Weekly Standard uh, four years ago now when I got a voicemail message on my phone one morning, and the lady introduced herself as uh, as a grandmother from Minnesota. And so immediately, you're mentally sort of relaxed. And then she said, uh, are are you related to Paul Wolfowitz and Ari Fleischer? Because I can usually smell you people. And that point I hit the delete. But that was was the first and maybe the most striking, but it was not the last. And so anti-Semitism was on the rise. And I was, as as we talked about this months ago, going to talk about anti-Semitism in the United States and attitudes about success, the success of the Jews, uh, the resentment towards some of that, what it's like to be what uh, Amy Chu, a Yale law professor, calls a market-dominant minority generating resentments. Uh, And I was going to talk about that when we first talked about that lecture, but over the past month or two, as you're aware, a, a series of big things have happened first Iran, the election in Iran, the, uh, the elevation of a president who talked about wiping Israel off the map and denied the Holocaust, uh, and then the election in Palestine. To me, the most symptomatic thing of that, about that election was that there was a guy named, nicknamed Hitler uh, running for one of the seats in the parliamentary elections for Fatah. And so the guy nicknamed Hitler was running on the less anti-Semitic ticket. And so that's a sign that something happened. And then, of course, Denmark. Uh, the Danish cartoon, which to me, I, I sort of sympathized with the, the... I thought the Danish cartoon was a little rude and over the line. But what's happened in the last few days is an explosion of, of not only rage, but of course it all ends and goes to the Jews. And so we saw the the... The cartoon that was released yesterday or two days ago from something called, I think, the uh, the Arab-European League or something like that, which was a cartoon showing Hitler in bed with Anne Frank, uh, with uh, they're both clearly have just had sex, and the cover line is "Put that in your diary, Anne," or something like that. And this was designed to make us in the West feel like to feel as offended as they said they felt by the cartoon. And then, of course, as you've probably heard, there is the uh, the contest to create a Holocaust cartoon uh, that's coming out of a newspaper in Iran. So with these.